Before we dive into the astrology of the week, I want to share that for the next month, we are giving all Chani app users who have never done a free trial or whose free trials have expired the chance to explore our premium content and features for free for a full month. We want everyone to feel supported through this Mercury retrograde and eclipse season. Explore your weekly readings and workshops, learn all about your birth chart, make note of all your current transits, or do a guided meditation. We have a lot of content to help you feel supported through this turbulent time. To get your free month trial, head to the Chani app and click on the menu in the upper right-hand corner. Then click on redeem your code and tap the enter code button. In the screen that pops up, type retrograde free 30. Once again, the code is retrograde free 30. That's all one word and there are no spaces included. Again, that's R-E-T-R-O-G-R-A-D-E-F-R-E-E-3-0. Once you've typed that code, hit enter to begin your one-month free trial of our app's premium features and content. Please note, this promotion ends on June 10th, and can only be redeemed by app users who have either never done a trial or users whose trials have expired. If you're already a premium subscriber, tell your friends that this is their chance to try the app. And if you have any questions, simply email us at info at channynicholas.com. Back it up, bestie. It's time for another Mercury Retrograde. I know it's not something that I want. It's not something that we want, but it's happening. The cosmos does not care about our feelings. It doesn't care about our little parties and our plans and our to-do lists. It has its own agenda. And it is asking us to review, revisit, rework, rewrite, and remember something essential about ourselves. This is the Astrology of the Week Ahead, and I'm your host, Chani Nicholas. In this podcast, we look at the astrology of the upcoming week and how it will be landing for all of us collectively. For a more personalized reading that dives into the ways that this week's astrology will play out for you, Download the Chani app. The app is packed with astro guidance that is personalized to your unique birth chart. We give you a guide to each week's astrology, horoscopes for each planet and part of your life, detailed birth chart readings, astro magic workshops and rituals, a real time breakdown of how the current astrology is interacting with your unique birth chart, and a library of guided affirmations and meditations. We designed the Chani app to give folks a way to work with and use astrology for healing, self-discovery, mindfulness, 
and to hopefully help us all manifest the world we most want to live in. It is currently only available for iPhone, but I promise you we are working as hard as we possibly can on an Android app. In the meantime, Android users can access our content by purchasing the Android workshops on our website, channynicholas.com. On this podcast, we look at the astrology of the upcoming week. And in this episode, we're looking at the astrology of the week of May 9th, the week that Mercury stations retrograde. It's not the only thing that's happening, but it's definitely a bit of a showstopper. Before we get into it, I want to say a couple of things about Mercury retrograde moments in general. Are they annoying? Usually. Are they all made equal? Not at all. Do different Mercury retrogrades point to different themes and different places in our life? Yes. Is it important to know where this Mercury retrograde is happening in your chart? Absolutely. How do you do that? Well, if you're a premium subscriber, you go to the workshop section of the app right now and you listen to your reading for the week of May 9th. There's also a ritual to do for Mercury retrograde. There's also altar suggestions if you want to build an altar to Mercury retrograde and say like, hey, y'all, please be gentle with me. There's also journal prompts to write with because Mercury is a planet of communication. So writing during this time can be really helpful. And there's also a guided meditation to help you sort through some of the chaos of this time. All of that is available for you to use and work with this week in the workshop section of the app. If you don't have a premium subscription, you might want to try one. There is a free trial right now. But if you don't, you can also go and read your Mercury in Gemini horoscope, either on our website, channynicholas.com, or on the homepage of the app underneath your horoscopes. Mercury retrogrades are a time of retrieval. We are asked to go back and understand something that we have skipped over or missed or something that is no longer functioning. Mercury retrograde is all about understanding and uncovering the mistakes that were probably made a long time ago or, again, the ways in which a system in our life is not up to standards and needs to be updated. And you know, when you update a device, you have to turn it off and reboot it and make sure it's plugged in and all of those steps before you can use it again. That is what a Mercury retrograde is like. We have to understand what in our life needs to be rebooted. And so again, your readings for this week talk about that in depth. Now, again, not all Mercury retrogrades are made equal. Is this one a disaster by astrological standards? No, actually, it's not. Although I'm afraid to say that because you never know. Mercury is a trickster. And so it loves to catch us. It loves to make fun of us. It demands that we make fun of ourselves. This Mercury retrograde starts out in Gemini, a place where Mercury has a lot of strength. That is technically, astrologically speaking, a good 
sign and lets us know that the beginning of this Mercury retrograde is very heavily focused on technology and communications and exchanges and data. The one thing that Gemini, one of the things that Gemini overdoes is too much information, too many questions. Things get too dispersed and too overwhelmed. Now, Mercury does well here, so Mercury is able to categorize information. But if we're reviewing something about how we categorize and the information in general, then it's something about how we can ask better questions and be more streamlined in our data collection. And just in general, what communication issues are needing to be addressed ASAP. So Mercury will be in Gemini until May 22nd, and then it will retrograde back into Taurus. And it'll be in Taurus until it stations direct on June 3rd. When it's in Taurus, it is going to be looking at how the resources of our lives function and what might be in need of an update in terms of very practical elements of our life, production, resources, earthly endeavors. Does it work? If not, why? Let's fix it. One note about this Mercury retrograde is that Mercury will enter its Kazemi with the sun on May 21st. This is a really powerful day. So mark it on your calendar. It's a really powerful, important day for communications, insights, and downloads. This is the best day of Mercury retrogrades cycle. So if you need to do something that is communication related and you can wait until May 21st, I would do so because it's a really powerful Mercury Kazemi because Mercury is in its own sign. And when Mercury is Kazemi conjunct right in the heart of the sun, there's a purification and a power that it has access to in the midst of this chaotic retrograde cycle. On the same day as Mercury stations retrograde, Jupiter enters Aries. This is huge news. And it's really important to understand what domain of life this is going to impact for you, because Jupiter is here to bring about some pretty furious and feisty growth because it's going to be functioning in the style of Aries. Aries is the fast and the furious, and Jupiter is the planet of expansion and opportunities and saying yes. So we can expect that in the area of our chart, where this is going to be happening, that there will be some rapid expansion, which is exciting and also really important to build some scaffolding around, right? Like if we grow really quickly, then quite often we might miss a thing or two in the process. The last time Jupiter was here in Aries was 2010 slash 2011. So Again, if you are a subscriber to the app, you can listen to what this means for you in this week's reading. You can also listen to what this means for you in the year ahead readings because we cover Jupiter's entrance into Aries in both of those places. And if you listen to both of them, you'll get a really well-rounded understanding of what this means for you overall. Jupiter will be in Aries 
for most of this year. It'll be here from May 10th to October 27th. And then it will pop back into Pisces for a minute and come back into Aries and be there from December 20th, 2022 into May of 2023. So it's got almost a full year in Aries. And we also need to say like, Jupiter is leaving Pisces, one of its home signs. Jupiter might not get a lot done in Pisces, but it certainly helps to create a spaciousness and a wonder and an awe and an openness and a gratitude and a compassion. And Jupiter in Aries is pretty exciting. It just doesn't have the same kind of power, astrologically speaking, as it does when it's in Pisces. So we are losing a planet in one of its home signs, which is always, you know, nice to have, especially if you're trying to pick charts to do something on. A lot of us were using Jupiter ruled charts for a while. So there's a huge tonal shift with Jupiter entering Aries. And again, you can go and listen to your reading on what this means for you. And there's also a new horoscope, a new Jupiter in Aries horoscope on the homepage of the app underneath your horoscope, or again, also on chainnicholas.com. It will be there as soon as Jupiter enters Aries. So look for it May 10th slash 11th, depending on your time zone. And I would be remiss to leave out the fact that On May 15th slash 16th, depending on your time zone. So May 15th at 9.14 p.m. Pacific time. So for the rest of the world, we're talking about May 16th, Monday, May 16th. We have the first lunar eclipse in Scorpio near the south node that we've had in decades. This is a very important moment. So in the same week that Mercury stations retrograde, We have a very impactful, very emotionally turbulent lunar eclipse in Scorpio near the south node. A lunar eclipse is, of course, also a full moon. So we all know what full moons can do to us. They leave me personally with a pretty intense full moon hangover. I don't know about you, but eclipses add a whole new level to this kind of impact. I also want to say that this eclipse is happening as the sun is conjunct the fixed star Algol. So it's a full moon. So the moon is over in Scorpio near the south node and the sun is hanging out with the fixed star Algol. Now Algol is again a fixed star so it doesn't move. The planets move but the stars stay pretty still. And we talked a lot about this in the year ahead readings. So if you've listened to the year ahead, you will have heard me talk a little bit about the Medusa. Or if you have the guidebook for the year, there's a whole section on Medusa and Algol. Medusa's mythology is related to the fixed star Algol. Algol is a binary star, so it looks like it's blinking off and on. So it has always been many cultures the world over related to something that isn't good It is a demon type of star. Now, at the heart of the Medusa myth is a deep betrayal. Medusa is betrayed by her sister. And it is a example. It is an archetypal story about victim blaming under patriarchy. And so many of us 
suffer that. So I'm recording this on May 3rd, and there are many, many headlines about Roe v. Wade being overturned. Now, I'm recording this before the eclipse happens, of course, but because this story is breaking in between eclipses in the midst of eclipse season, it's very tied to what this whole eclipse season means. This is, of course, just one story in one part of the world that seems to be constellating a part of this myth in some way, shape, or form. And the astrology is far from being lived out, so we will keep looking the world over for these types of archetypal motifs to be expressed and constellated. But the question is, if we are dealing with this type of archetypal experience, what do we do with the emotional energy that gets unleashed in the face of this kind of injustice, of this kind of betrayal, of this kind of justified fury? I suggest that we do everything we can to take action, to interrupt it, to make sure that it doesn't keep happening and to do whatever we can in this moment to take care of each other and to make sure that people have access to exactly what they need. I also want to add here that when Mercury eventually stations direct on June 3rd, it will also be conjunct Algol. So This upcoming eclipse has something to do with the eventual stationing direct of Mercury retrograde. This story is obviously far from over. And this part of the year has a lot to say about these themes. Okay, so we also go through what this upcoming eclipse will mean for you in your readings this week. And I will double down and circle back and go over it again next week with some new additions. But all that to say... Eclipses are shadowy times. This is a time where a shadow is cast over the moon. It is a full moon. It is a moment that is emotional. It is an apex kind of moment. There is a crescendo of activity happening. Eclipses reveal the shadows. They focus on the shadow. And full moons are moments in the month that pull out everything, that help our internal and external waters swell. They bring everything to the surface and a full moon slash lunar eclipse in Scorpio is always going to be extra, extra deep and transformative, cathartic, if you will. And all that to say, I don't need to tell you, Scorpio doesn't like shortcuts. It goes through the entire emotional cycle process, etc. So I just want us to have that in the back of our minds. Mercury stationing retrograde, it is a time that can feel all the more chaotic and can bring up all of the little problems that we've been able to ignore or skim over or didn't even know about up until now. At the same time as the moon is building towards a lunar eclipse in Scorpio, near the south node means that there has to be some kind of emptying out and release. I'll be back next week to talk more about that on Sunday, on the day that it's happening. But I just wanted you to put that note in your calendar, have it in the back of your mind 
Go slow, go easy, be extra compassionate with yourselves and others. Eclipses are not times to take extra things on. They are times to go dark, to go inward, to lay low. And that doesn't mean the whole week, but definitely on Sunday slash Monday, go slower. Try not to do all the things at once. Okay, y'all, that is your reading for the week. The week in between eclipses, the week Mercury stations retrograde, the week it's really good to slow down, pause, double, triple check your data, your ideas, and your assumptions. And I hope that our offer code for folks that have never tried the premium content is helpful and supportive as we find our way through the first days of the retrograde and as we move towards the lunar eclipse in Scorpio. Sending you lots of love, many, many blessings. Bye for now.